Hey y'all, this is Mel Offlerbach and you're listening to Green Juice and Tequila. Green Juice and Tequila represents the earthy, organic, natural vibes colliding with raw, imperfect, and unfiltered stories. Some of us can have it all together, y'all. Eating the latest health nut craze, drink our green juice, meditate every morning. But we also have a side that's vulnerable, real, and sometimes stressed. Life throws you curveballs, y'all, and that's okay. You can be both, green juice and tequila. Well, hello, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to an episode on green juice and tequila. I'm really excited and pumped to have a dear friend of mine on this on today's episode. And we're really getting into the green juice topics today, um, talking about acupuncture, Chinese medicine, oils, crystals. It's a hippy-dippy episode, y'all. Just prepare yourself. So thank you so much. I actually have my friend Sarah Ellen on today. And Sarah Ellen is a acupuncturist. She actually studied here in Austin. I didn't realize that we had a school here in Austin until a couple years ago. It's a pretty big wig school, y'all. Like it's one of the top acupuncture schools. Um, she's also an herbalist. She is the creator and owner of Mood Minded Magnesium Bomb that's infused with therapeutic grade essential oils and activated gemstones. And I've used that bomb as well. And it's flipping awesome. Thanks, Sarah, for being on here. Thanks for having me, Mel. Of course. (laughs) So let's get right into the nitty gritty stuff. Like, Tell us a little bit about your story, your bio, your background. Like, Who's Sarah Ellen? Ah, well, um, hippy dippy definitely kind of sums me up. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Uh, I'm hippy though with a mission, um, and mission in self-care and self-love, um, because it's something that I've gone through myself, um, from a lack of self-worth, self-care, uh, all the way into, um, finally putting myself first and filling up my own cup, making sure that's full and overflowing before I'm giving to others, which is important as a healer. Um, but I'm originally from the Northeast. Um, Ooh, like what part of the Northeast? Uh, right outside of Washington, DC, Northern Virginia. So it's a, it's a pretty, uh, conservative area. Um, and it's beautiful in the fall. The leaves are wonderful, but, um, there are a lot of parts of that area that just, weren't jiving for me. I always joke that, um, I'm the tie dyed sheep of the family. So (laughs) I was definitely, um, I'm, I moved down South as soon as I could, uh, getting out of uh, Of college, like cold, snowy, dry Mm -hmm. weather. You get down here, but your hair is like fizzing out. You got the best skin. Texas girls have good skin y'all because of humidity. (laughs) And I'm solar powered, so I need I need that sunshine in my life. Yes. So I first moved to um, I was in Tampa for a while. I actually got my undergrad in business marketing. I was kind of um, more or less following the footsteps of what my parents thought would be best for me, instead of really uh, following my true passion, which is uh, service. And I uh, moved down to Tampa, Florida. I did destination marketing for a while, and I just felt very empty. I just felt like I, it just was not, it wasn't who I was. And I'm so glad that I listened to that and decided to go back to school uh, for healthcare. Um, and I didn't really know 
you know, about Eastern medicine at that time or holistic medicine or anything like that. So um, I was going to just go ahead and go like towards a nursing like what? Route. So what got you into the more holistic point of view in medicine? Like what's, what got you down that pathway? I hear a lot of my friends who are nurses or PAs that are now starting to open up the idea of, of integrative medicine or Chinese medicine or Ayurvedic philosophy. Like what was that kind of pivotal turning point for you in the medical industry to go in that direction? Um, well, it was after I moved to Austin, um, and I was doing my prerequisites and, and the body is so fascinating. I really, I love just health in general and how the body functions, but I started to learn because we live in such a progressive city, which I love. Mm -hmm. Um, I started learning about these kind of more alternative types of healing and especially as it pertains to energy. And that just really just resonated with me, um, I, I just felt more called, um, I just really spoke to me in, in visualizing the body more holistically and treating it a mind, body, spirit, rather than, you know, in Western philosophy, I feel like they focus more on the disease and giving you a pill to fix a symptom, but don't really ever get to the root cause of the issue. Yes. So that, that's really, that is like, I feel a lot of people's frustrations. I feel like you have to go through this phase, y'all. You go through a cycle of, I'm sick, I'm going to go to my doctor because that's what I grew up, grew up to learning to do. Like when you were sick, your parents took you to the doctor, you got an antibiotic, you went home, you felt better. So I feel like when people finally start to open the idea of seeing more of holistic alternative um, therapies or even like supplements, medication, you almost have to get to a point where the MD world's not working for you anymore for whatever reason. And I'm not downgrading MB MDs. I said this on a previous podcast. There's a purpose for it. If I need a surgery, I'm going to a, I'm going to a surgical doctor. Yeah. Emergency. Emergency. Good, yeah. Yes. Now if I'm having like some back pains and some little things coming on, or I'm like chronically getting sick over and over again, I'm like a hundred percent for holistic alternative. But I feel like a lot of times clients have to go down that cycle and that path to finally get to the point where they're like, I am so sick and I cannot get an answer or understanding reason why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. And all of a sudden they go see a natural doctor and they start feeling better. I see that all the time. And it's almost unfortunate that, you know, they, um, they come to me as a last resort, you know, it's like they come, they do this alternative medicine or, um, you probably get a lot of really sick people. Yes. And, and really it should be your first place you go to because what it is, it's about restoring balance, the body and in the society we live in, it's so easy to get out of balance. So it's important to maintain that balance by, um, you know, incorporating, well, definitely, definitely mindfulness you know, techniques and just, you know, keeping stress levels down because stress is a huge number one cause of most things. I, I that is like the biggest thing I have been chit-chatting about, even my own previous journey of stress and anxiety. And like that literally can shut down organs and cause so many issues. I was talking to a nurse friend of mine who has this idea that a lot of like autoimmune diseases aren't not aren't necessarily like gut based. That's where it's rooted cause. That it's a neurological thing. That there's this stress or something that's causing you to 
um, have a neurological reaction within the gut response to that neurological reaction. It's crazy. And and that's what I love also about um, ancient Chinese medicine is they always say, they say, treat the Shen first. And the Shen is the spirit. So it's all about calming down you know, stress levels, yeah. you know, I, I always hit up, um, points to just calm the nervous system down. Cause if we can get the nervous system down yes. and everything else, I cannot wait to ask questions about <laughs> these points. So you went to school here in Austin for acupuncture. Yes. What is kind of the, like, you know, in traditional education, like going to college, like you get a four-year degree, you can get a master's PhD, yada, yada. What's kind of like the, the path of going to school and acupuncture school? Like, what do you obtain at the end of this? So it is a master's program. Um, so it's a four-year commitment and it is quite the commitment. Um, I mean, especially that first year, I swear I sat in school and with the most amazing professors that have the wisdom of just, uh, just blew me away. I mean, I literally sat there with my mouth wide open, I think for the first full year, just like, holy crap. And it's just like all about, you know, we learn about the foundations of the yin and the yang and the different five element theory. And I'm just, I knew I was in the right place. Um, but then, you know, then we also learn about herbs, uh, which is a whole nother beast itself. Cause we learn them in Chinese. So it is, I think that is so great. You have to, do you have to like teach yourself Chinese then? Yeah. And you have no frame of reference. Dang girl. Yeah. The herbal board was, I mean, it, it gave me PTSD. Oh <laughs> You're like, I got to take an herb for this. Yes, one. exactly. I know. <laughs> Always sniffing my rosemary for memory recall. And you know, Ooh, does that, is that what you're supposed to do? Yeah. Okay, y'all. You're forgetful. <laughs> Sniff some rosemary. Um, yeah, so it's a four-year master's program. I did it. I did the fast track program and finished in three and a half years. Um, and it definitely um, it takes it out of you. I mean, I think it, it was just such a pivotal time in my life because it. Um, the, and their whole motto is heal others and discover yourself. And that's Aoma. Um, uh, their model. Um, their motto. But it couldn't be more true. Like I, um, I really started to see, find out who I was. And when that, when that happened, I just had all these old patterns kind of start bubbling up. So I was going through a healing crisis while going through a program that was completely changing the way I, I see the entire world. Um, so it was, it was amazing. And, and, I just, the people there and it's just such a loving, uh, wonderful environment and safe environment to go through this kind of, um, awakening. So it was, it was intense. It really was, but I wouldn't have traded it for the world. I am like so intrigued by that whole world and philosophy. I recently started studying with a yoga teacher, Tiffany Kushank, who has a program called Yoga Medicine, and it is Chinese medicine based. So I like dabbled like for a hot second in it, and was like, oh. I was super overwhelmed and I was stressed out about my little tiny quiz I had to take in order to pass the module. I couldn't imagine fast tracking for three and a half years. Like, oh, girl, yeah. you have to like be super passionate and love what you're doing. And it's it's also the um, it's tricky because it's a lot of gray area. It's a it's a healing art, so it's mm-hmm. not like. This, it's not black or white. It's not like this is right and this is wrong. There's this whole gray area. So like when taking tests, it's like this answer is right, but this answer is more right. And trying to, to navigate through that, especially with the boards, um, is, is quite challenging. 
So now that you have graduated and you're now in your career as an acupuncturist and you're using, I love all the tools and stuff that you use. So you talked about before with calming the nervous system down, like what are some points in the body that calm the nervous system down? Well, uh, funny enough, the ear is one of the best places. You have the vagus nerve that runs up through the ear. Um, So I have a set of three points that I use pretty much on everybody because everybody needs it. Mm -hmm. Uh, The sympathetic nervous system. So there's the sympathetic point. There's the Shen Men, which is treating the spirit. And there's a point called point zero, which is like a a total reset of the whole body. So the ear is wonderful for that. Um, There's also Yin Tong, which is right between the eyes. And I love using this one because I call it the night-night point. It's just, (laughs) it's one of, you know, it's uh, that uh, point on your pets where you kind of rub rub between their eyes and they like kind of, you know, bliss out. Well, same thing for people. And it also helps with your perception of what's going on because we, uh, you know, we get so caught up in this, this world and like fear of, you know, forgetting everything is all right. And that's what it stands for. And everything is okay. So it's just kind of, you know, grounding out your energy. I love using feet points, uh, for that as well, just to kind of ground out the energy. What are some other points that maybe you could just share with all of our, our listeners right now that, you know, we're talking about anxiety or stress um, and learning to calm the nervous system down or doing these certain points to calm the nervous system down. What's another point that you feel like you use quite a few, a lot on, on the majority of your clients? Um, I, I do a lot of soothing out the liver. So I use a four needle technique to, um, basically soothe the liver because the, it, it becomes excessive and the emotion tied to the liver is, uh, um, is anger, is anger, irritability, mm. um, that feeling of just like, ah, you know, Austin traffic, that is liver cheese stagnation <laughs> at its finest. So I do a lot of, uh, work with soothing out those, the liver. Um, there's a point actually that is right at, on your feet, uh, right between the big toe and the second toe. Um, and if you kind of palpate around, you'll feel it's tender. Um, what I like to do for acupressure is just take the ball of your other foot and dig it into that, into that area while you're standing. Yes. And that hurts and feels good at the same time. That's like, that's like your love hate relationship where you're like, it feels so good, but I want to get out of it. I want to do it. Oh, I love that. So that's a good one. And then, um, the, the, um, spleen is tied to worry and the um, kidney is tied to fear. So I always ask, um, I always start every session with what are your stress levels like and how does that manifest for you emotionally? I love treating the emotions. That's like my go-to because I am a true believer and that's where um, all of the pain and all of it all manifests through the emotions that we're holding in. So I ask, I find out, you know, what does that look like? Does the stress look like um, irritability and anger, or is it more uh, anxiety, fear-based? And then I can decipher which organ system to kind of really focus on. Oh my gosh. I love that. Like I'm geeking out right now. I know. That's like, how I was in school. <laughs> gosh, I'm like, that is incredible. I want to learn more. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the other tools aside from needling, which by the way, I have to, we have to clear the air because I get a lot of people who are like, oh my gosh, does the needles hurt? Does it hurt to get acupuncture? Can we answer that question for people? It definitely doesn't hurt. It doesn't there, hurt y'all. Yeah, there's a, there's absolutely a sensation because it's, 
it's doing something, yes. you know, it's, it's manipulating your energy. And, but, um, they're like kitten whiskers. They're so malleable. They're like little, like human hairs. So, um, and I don't like to brag, but my insertion technique is pretty, you're like you a know, ninja. Yeah, exactly. A needle anything. ninja. I love needle that. ninja. <laughs> so, so you use, okay. So what are the other tools that you use in your sessions? Like I can't wait to like cupping. And- oh yeah. I, and that's, that's the thing is I, you know, you said geek out, but I literally geek out in all my, um, you know, with all my patients, because there are so many tools and toys as I like to call yeah. them, um, to use. So I like to, um, I like to use Reiki. So I, I definitely incorporate Reiki, um, and Qigong. Um, so Qigong is, almost, it's very similar to Reiki, but it's, um, you know, ancient Chinese medicine, um, and energy healing. Yeah. I was going to say, let's clarify for people cause they may not have ever heard what Reiki or Qigong are. And that is working with energy mm-hmm. and like almost like it, it depends probably on each, pra- each practitioner of like aura and shifting and moving and feeling, and mm-hmm. you're not necessarily touching the body, but you can feel that line of energy. But in acupuncture, though, you you would pin. Can you pin like the the energy lines inside, like that whole? Because isn't there like a mapping system? Yeah, the, yeah. Lines? Our bodies are made up of different channels and meridians yeah. uh, that are tied to the different organ systems. So, yeah. And I I actually like to really focus on um, the chakras, the seven main energy centers, because that's where a lot of the energy kind of accumulates and gets mm-hmm. blocked, and then it affects. Um, and it's, it's lined up directly with the endocrine system. So, you know, and I know you know that. So I find that very powerful. So that brings me into my next, my next, uh, toy is I like to use crystals and I, I place, uh, different crystals that are, um, that go align with the different chakras. Um, and I place them on the chakras, um, to kind of let them do their thing. And then I'm doing the Reiki on the chakras and moving down, um, I also like to use my uh, products, so uh, my essential oil blends um, I use on different pulse points and different acupuncture acupuncture points, Um, and I always love to incorporate um, a little magnesium balm foot rub. Mm. We have the largest pores in the bottoms of our feet, so um, I really spend some time there uh, with the magnesium so you could get a get a good dose of the magnesium, but also working with the acupressure points. Um, and you know, who doesn't love a, a foot rub? Oh my gosh. I'm like sitting here closing <laughs> my eyes, just visualizing. I need an appointment with Sarah Ellen. Oh yeah. It's, it's pretty magical. And then I, you know, I always like to do some body work too. So, uh, whether that is tween which is Asian body work, like massage mm. or, um, cupping. And I like to do a mix of both if people are open to it and gua sha, uh, they're very, very powerful tools. Oh my gosh. The cupping both of the gua sha, both techniques, like you do, you'll see those people who get it done because they have like the red bruise looking marks on their backside. Can we like healing trophies? I know. I was like, (laughs) can we like talk to that? Cause it does not hurt y'all, but maybe understand like, why does that happen? What does that mean when all of the red? Yeah. So, um, it's essentially, um, we're drawing, so cupping is essentially like a reverse massage. So instead of pushing, we're pulling, and we, what happens is old blood and toxins get trapped under the muscle fascia. So this is just a great way to pull it up and out because, you know, just like the emotions, they need to be pulled up and out. You need, and it looks, you know, it can look and feel 
nasty before it gets better. Yes. So that's kind of essentially, you know, what it's, what it's doing. And the darker the spots just show that, um, there's more stagnation there. I love it too, because it's kind of like a diagnostic tool. Well, it's not kind of, it is, you can see literally where your darkest spots are, are going to be where you have the most stagnation where probably your, um, your problem area lies. So, and it, they're all a whole different range of different colors. Like the one, the spots that have more speckles, those are typically more toxins. The ones that are more red, it's more heat pattern. The ones that are darker purple are going to be the dark, the, the deeper stasis, which is probably like a chronic old injury or something like yeah. that. Oh, I love it. And like literally y'all, when I have felt like, you know, you just feel heavy, heavy and stuck and just don't feel right. Like just getting in and doing the cupping, like on my neck or my jaw, like I have really bad TMJ. So doing the cupping on the jaw too, was like, Oh my God, it just releases so much. It's my favorite therapy for sure. It's it's instant, it's instant relief. And it's not actually just for pain. It can be for beauty too. Yeah, that's so, what I heard. It's like Botox, oh yeah. right? Like you're in your lips. And- oh yeah. So you have facial cups and facial gua sha, which is great for circulation, plumping up the skin. It produces collagen, all that fun stuff, all the things we want. Uh, but it also, you can use it on your legs for and your butt for <gasps> cellulite. Really? Yeah. What about like um, varicose veins and that type of thing? Um, well, with varicose veins, I actually like to use um, a bleeding technique, which bleeding is very big in ancient uh, Chinese medicine. But um, I use little lancets and you kind of, we prick the, um, the veins and we can either put a cup on it to help draw out the blood. Um, sometimes I like to just stand the client up and just let the blood fall naturally. And it basically, the injury causes your body to, to come and to, to repair that area because those are just broken vessels, like the spider veins, you know. Yeah. Uh, the varicose, what it is, it's stagnation. Yes. And it's usually on a channel that's very telling. Like I have them and I have them on like my liver channel uh-huh. and gallbladder channel, which mm-hmm. are tied together. So, um, but I always feel such relief too when I bleed my veins. Like it's, it's incredible. I want to get, I want... I want bloody veins. Yeah, it's fun. I'm 100% in. I got a big honking varicose vein on my right side after I had my kid, and it's still hanging around, and she's seven, by the way. Oh, wow. um, okay, so you're really into oils because you obviously have this really amazing brand that you've created. Your marketing is so beautiful, and I know that you have a marketing background. Her website's gorgeous, y'all. Her product is gorgeous. The magnesium balm, oh, like magnesium just relaxes the muscles, relaxes the body. It's so calming. I use your balm on all of my Reiki clients and even on my yoga students when I'm doing hands-on adjustments with them. But I love that you incorporate all these essential oils and you know the energy crystals that are infused into all of your products. Can you list out a couple maybe of like your favorite oils and you know what the because I know you've got your herbalist background, like what do those oils really do and help for you and sure. your body? I, um, so some of my go-tos and I use them in my, my products is because, well, with my line, I'm, I'm, I always joke, I have uppers and downers. So you're trying, I'm trying to achieve a certain mood with the energy of the crystal, but also the oils. So, um, like for happy thoughts, I use bergamot and bergamot is one of my go-tos for, um, 
depression. It's actually very, and a lot of citruses are, but especially bergamot really help fight depression um, and and help to uplift the mood. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's wonderful. So uh, that's a great one. Peppermint also, um, and I add those together. It's like the citrus and the mints that are really good at uplifting. Uh, mm-hmm. The pepper, peppermint's great for um, just alertness. Um, I love it to put on the back of my neck when you're really hot. Um, especially women that are kind of going through having their hot flashes and menopause. Um, if you take a little bit of peppermint oil and put it on the back of your neck, it will cool your entire body down. Mm-hmm. When I was um, in uh, Sayulita, we didn't have any AC at all. So <laughs> oh, yeah. we lived by just putting the, the peppermint on the back of our necks to kind of help. That was like oh my our gosh. air conditioning. <laughs> I have to tell you this story about my peppermint oil. My friend of mine um, and I, she we went to Tulum, Mexico for a yoga retreat. And we were the guest on this retreat. And our we had huts with no AC, straw ceilings. Let me just tell you how many beady red eyes I saw at night in that sucker. I was like, oh my my gosh. And it was so hot. We had no AC. Every night we would take a cold shower and we would rub coconut coconut oil mixed with peppermint oil on the soles of our feet, the back of our neck. I mean, I literally was douched, douched, Doused. Doused. <laughs> yeah. I like douched better. Douched. That was douched in peppermint oil. And I. it was the only thing that would cool us down. Although I will say my feet were so hot, I couldn't even feel the peppermint oh, oil. Oh, wow. And you don't want to get in your eyes. That's no, for don't sure. Do that's, that. Oh, that's the worst. Because I'll put it sometimes on my temples if I have a headache. Oh, yeah. It's great for headaches. But yeah. any You have to break it down with some coconut oil on totally. Hopefully. That's funny. Okay. So keep telling me some of your um, favorites. I'm excited to hear more. Sandalwood. I love. Um, it's like nature's facelift. Um, so that's what I use in my, um, in my face oil. And I love it. I really mm-hmm. notice a huge difference. It's also very grounding. Um, I love vetiver because mm-hmm. of that same thing of how grounding it is. And that is also in my face oil. So it's like you're getting therapy and making to, yourself look beautiful. I need beautiful. to use your face oil. This sounds freaking oh, awesome. Oh, actually, I brought some for you. <gasps> Yay. You smell it? I want to smell this. You guys can um, listen to my moans and groans as a response to how amazing this smells. And I use myrrh in there too. And I love that all of your products have like this cute little like mantra and y'all. It's It's a whole experience. It is a whole experience. (laughs) Oh, stop it. Y'all, it smells amazing. And it's made with a marula oil. So Mm. it's a very small molecule. um, So it doesn't sit on top of your skin. It's not greasy or oily. It just, it gets right in there where you need it to. And you can even use it as a primer. I I put it on under my makeup. Oh my gosh, y'all. I'm putting it on the top of my hand right now. You're so right. It's not super oil at all. This like, that's remarkable. Okay. So that's exciting. Um, Tell me more about some oils. We have got like one more. Did you want to talk about um, your blends for, because now that we're getting into some of your blend topics, like you've got your facial oil. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other products that you have? I have a hair growth serum. Yes. Um, so we talked about this with like alopecia clients. Yes. I love this story. Tell yeah. me about. So I, um, I created, it's, it's basically, um, so a healthy scalp is going to give you healthy hair. Um, I use um, carnelian, red carnelian in there for uh, blood flow for the crystals and then, so most of my blends, they are plant-based, except for the hair growth serum. I do use emu oil, which comes from the emu bird. Um, it is um, ethically sourced. So, uh, but this oil, um, 
at first I was using castor oil, but it was too viscous. It was too sticky. Yeah. But the emu oil is so silky. It's Ooh. amazing. And I put it all over my hair because it's so moisturizing. I actually would love to create a body oil with it because it's so moisturizing. But it helps to promote hair growth. Um, it's great for... Um, for any skin condition, psoriasis, um, eczema, that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm prone to getting some uh, psoriasis on my scalp. So this is kind of why I created it, but it's also to help uh, hair growth as well. So um, basically I use uh, thyme, rosemary, a cedarwood, frankincense, and lavender in there. And all of those help um, restore the scalp and and the hair follicles and help to promote hair growth. I remember you and I chit-chatting at an, a yoga event that we were doing together, and you had shown me pictures of one of your clients that was having compulsions of ripping their hair out. So they had quite a few bald spots, and they used your hair oil. I was completely just, I wasn't shocked, but I was shocked <laughs> to see, you know, like the amount of hair that she had lost, but then what she did to obtain hair growth back. And so I would, I mean, would love to like chit chat about yeah. that. I mean, alopecia has been a big topic in my life over the last couple months, but there's, I know a lot of people out there struggling with hair thinning and hair loss. And so how, like, how does the product kind of affect women that you've noticed in just some of your case studies? Yeah. I mean, it actually, it shocked me too. I mean, I, I made it and I did the research, but to actually see the results like that, it just made me cry. I was so excited and it really, it really changed things for this girl, you know? And, um, yeah, she had these, her hair wasn't growing back where she had pulled it and she was wearing wigs and you know, we are our hair. Like our hair was women, our hair, yeah. I keep saying it's our power. Exactly. So we lose yes. that. You just feel like you lose part of your power. Exactly. So, um, she started applying it regularly and it is one of those things, uh, you know, with all natural medicine too, it, it takes compliance and it takes regular use. There's no quick fix, you know? So, but she was putting it on, um, you know, multiple, multiple times a day, but within weeks, her little sprouts started coming up in those bald spots where she wasn't getting any growth for, for since she could remember. Oh my gosh. I need to get some of this stuff. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. And I'm all about the multi-prong approach. So it's not, you know, I love the topical and it's also a, you know, something you're doing. It's a ritual. It's a self-care ritual and showing yourself the love that I think is very powerful, but mixing that too with, um, with herbs, especially Chinese herbs are great for that. Yes. Like Um, what are some of your, I was going to see, what are some of your favorite go-to Chinese herbs? Um, you know, it's a hard question. I really love, um, I love the herbs that are focused on um, building chi and blood. I think that we're all so depleted, um, and that's usually those adaptogenic herbs. Um, so that's going to be like, like turmeric adaptogen. Well, or like, like um, there's ren shen, um, huang chi, so astragalus, and those kind of things. Okay. Um, See, I know them all in Chinese. I know, right? I was like, um, we don't know what that Deng is. Shen, Deng Gochitsa. <laughs> yeah. And Gochitsa is actually goji berries. So a, like a lot of the ones that are like um, rich and that are, are colored red and like those, those are really good for the blood. 
So um, building the blood in the chi is really going to help tonify the system. It's going to help with stress response. It's going to help with insomnia. It's going to help, you know, keep us looking young and our vitality, our essence. So I love, I love those. I also love the herbs that kind of move the chi and blood because it's like when the the blood and the chi isn't flowing, that's when the pain and the pathology sets in. So um, I'm, I'm, you know, would love to get more into um, kind of the single herbs and creating my own formulas. Yes. But right now, I, I mean, my go-to is uh, Golden Flower is a, a brand of, mm. of patents and they have wonderful formulas for all sorts of different things. Um, so I usually go with, I, I do more of a kind of a formula situation. Love that. Well, friend, I'm going to do a little icebreaker. Are we ready for this? I guess so. This always <laughs> makes people so nervous. I usually do 20 questions, but we're going to do two truths and a lie. So you have to tell me three things about yourself, and I'm going to try to figure out and guess which one is your lie. Okay. Um, I used to have a Chinese water dragon named Yoshi. My favorite animal is a unicorn. Ooh. And you're throwing me curveballs here. Um, and I went uh horseback riding topless. Hmm. You said you were hippy dippy. So it's hard for me to think if it's the topless one or not. A unicorn and you had a dragon? A Chinese water dragon. A Chinese water dragon. What does that look like? Green and... <laughs> I'm thinking the Chinese water dragon. No, I actually did have one. Oh, yeah, his name is Yoshi. And uh, actually, it was a female. I didn't find out it was a female till it started laying eggs. But I had her for nine years. Oh, my god! I know. And My kid wants a freaking lizard so bad for Christmas. Are they're these... a lot. and I've, I've heard they're a lot to take care of. I had to feed it... Um, well, when it was littler, I would just feed it because my, my first job was at like PetSmart, you uh-huh. know, and I love animals. So <laughs> I would always come home with them and I, I would feed it crickets. But then as it got older and bigger, I mean, it grew to be about three feet. I had to feed a baby mice. Shut yeah. the freaking front door. Yeah. It became too much. No way. And I had to get How rid- big was this little com... com- what is it? Mochi dragon? <laughs> a Chinese water dragon. Okay. And I would put it in the bathtub and it would flatten its whole body and just wiggle around and swim. Oh it, my gosh. Yeah. I used to like carry it around on my head at parties and that yeah, is... had it in college with me. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, Sarah Allen. That's funny. And unicorns? Yeah, definitely my favorite animal. They're real. <laughs> and so you're obviously your lie was writing topless. I for sure thought that was going to be you. It hasn't happened yet, hey, but maybe at the get retreat. Get her wild enough. <laughs> I know. Get her on the retreat and then she's going to go riding the horses naked. Oh yeah. I get hippier and dippier by by the minute. Oh so <laughs> I love it. That's why we connect so well. Yes. So, okay, friend, what are some of your upcoming projects that you're working on? Um, endeavors that are coming up for you on the next year that we can look out for? Well, um, I think that I'm being very called to, um, hold more workshops. Um, I've always known when I started school and really started stepping into this healer role, um, that I wanted to 
I wanted to help as many people as I possibly could. Um, and I knew I wasn't going to do that just on a one-on-one, even though I love treating one-on-one. I really do. But I would love to start holding more workshops. I did just hold one, a gua sha and cupping workshop. I am told you have to do that again. I will. It was very successful. People loved it. And it's just basically, I want, I'm all about empowering people and teaching them the tools so that they can help themselves and also help their loved ones. Yes. So, um, just teaching people, um, I want to have these self-care workshops and I want to break it down into mind, body, and spirit. Um, so that's kind of my next, my next endeavor. Um, also holding retreats. Yes. And then, um, I, I'm thinking about maybe adding a super bomb. Uh, so it's like a magnesium bomb on crack. Um, just adding, <laughs> basically adding, <laughs> yeah. adding CBD and Arnica to, oh, um, the magnesium yeah. and the essential oils in there that all help with Girl. stress, pain, sleep, everything. I cannot wait for your super crack bomb. <laughs> Super crack bomb. I'm, I'm ready for it. it. Super crack bomb. I'm in. I will be your first client. Uh, FDA will probably shut that out. <laughs> yeah. No crack bomb. Yeah. Kind of a little crack bomb with CBD. Yeah, you might get that one shut down. <laughs> so before we end our session, what is like, what's your mantra? Like what's your, what's your get to, your go-to mantra that gets you through life and ups and downs on this journey? Um... I mean, I, my true mission, I think, and this is something that I had to learn because I struggled with self-worth for, for many years, you know, not feeling good enough, not feeling worthy enough, not feeling like I could, I can, I'm capable or I can do it, you know, really stepping into my power. Um, and I, you know, I feel like it's my mission to help people kind of step into their power and to realize that self-care isn't selfish. It's necessary. And we have to take care of ourselves before we can help anybody else. So, you know, just focusing on loving yourself and knowing you are worthy and focusing on filling up your own cup first and, and letting it overflow and then taking that overflow and then, and using that to help heal and and treat others, but make sure your cup is overflowing first. Yes. Use the overflow. Oh, that's freaking, that's so awesome. And that I, like, it resonates so much with me. Oh yeah. I think people who are empaths, people pleasers, givers, we tend to give and burn ourselves out on an empty cup. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. We do need to focus on overflowing our cup. And the overflow is what we get to give to others. Mm-hmm. I love that, friend. Absolutely. Thank I you love you. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. Yes, thanks for having I'm me. So this is so grateful. fun. <laughs> and y'all, please follow Sarah Ellen on her um, Facebook and Instagram pages. Mood Minded yeah. is the IG handle yeah. for Instagram. So we'll make sure to put that in our credits below on this podcast episode. She's got lots Lots of really amazing, fun, exciting things coming in 2020. You definitely want to follow her and book her services. Like, Absolutely. Oh, and these workshops sound amazing. Um, she's going to be attending my yoga retreat in Costa Rica this year and being able to help assist in giving amazing, juicy offerings to all the ladies on that. But y'all were super pumped and excited. Yay. Thank <laughs> you. Everyone have a wonderful day.